Welcome to the Leading Hope Podcast with Kevin Jack. Your influence will lead people somewhere, lead them towards hope. Everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Welcome to Leading Hope with Kevin Jack. I'm your host, VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and spending time out of your day to become a better leader. We release a new episode every Wednesday, uh, and we'll have news about that coming up soon. Um, But hey, we're so glad that you're joining us today. It's going to be an awesome day. Uh, We're continuing our series. But if you have not, hit that share button. Do that now. Also, subscribe and uh, invite others along with us on this journey of becoming a better leader. Uh, If you're new to the podcast or haven't done that, this is a great time to do that right now. We'll ask questions in just a little bit. So if you guys have questions, be sure to throw that in the chat. But today, Kevin, we are in episode 80. Eight zero, man. It's 80 episodes. I'm excited today. We're going to be staying in the series Followership, which is a new word too. New word. We made it up. Today, you've titled episode 80, Don't Stay in your lane. Do not. Don't. Stay in your lane. Uh, Today, I want to give you where we're going to land, and then we're going to build the pieces back in it. The idea that you should not just stay in your lane and focused on what you've been assigned to, but you should be held responsible for what is your lane and for what you have been assigned to. That your responsibility, there should be accountability for that, and yet you should be able to look beyond that and where the organization is headed as a whole. So we're in this series on followership. And the idea is, is that we talk so much about leadership that we miss this core idea of followership. That followership is part of leadership. They are not separated from each other. And one of the things I want to hammer home on is to go, if you don't feel like you have people who are good followers, and I know that sounds like, it sounds derogatory, like it sounds negative, like I'm a good follower. There's some people, they are incredibly difficult to lead. Yeah. Like if you have people who are hard to lead, you you know the value of good followers. And that if you don't have people who are good followers, they won't be good leaders in the future. And that it is your responsibility to create and develop that. So this is what I want to do over these next couple weeks in this series is I want to teach you how to teach others how to follow well. I don't want to teach you how to follow well. I want to teach you how to teach others and how to follow us. So this is the core aspect of followership that we're talking about today. Good followers think overall impact while focusing on personal responsibility. They think of the macro picture of where we're all headed while being obsessed with what they are personally held responsible for. When followers do this, they are able to tie their specific goals to the overall direction that the company and organization or church or whatever it is, is headed. When they do this, they think, how does what I'm working on impact what we're all working on? How does what I'm held responsible for impact how everything is going? And so they they naturally think overall impact while focusing on personal responsibility. If it is is absent, three things will happen. And my guess is you're probably living in one of them because we all do at some point in time. If that core aspect of followership is absent, we create silos. 
We create this tendency. I'm just going to work on my project. I'm just going to work on my thing. We become suspicious of those around us. That's the second thing that comes in. We create silos. We create suspicion. All of a sudden, whatever anyone else is doing doesn't seem to be nearly as important as what we're doing. Yeah. When decisions are made from core leadership, it's always meant with like this kind of sense. And we've all sat in these groups. Like every single one of us has sat in one of these groups of like the boss, the leader, maybe several levels removed makes a decision. And you just think, how stupid. <laughs> they don't know what I know. If they knew what I know, they would have never decided this. And here's the thing. The decision may be stupid, but it comes with an assumption that your perspective of the picture is somehow bigger than the person who is making the decision. Because you've got this little area that you get to be focused on, that all of a sudden your perspective is better than the person who is tasked with looking at the thing the thing from a whole. So we create silos, we create suspicion, and this is the thing that matters most to me. I hit on those first two briefly. We stunt the growth of future oh. leaders. When you do not allow someone who is in a position as a follower, who's on the team in the moment, to get an opportunity to look at the macro vision, to look at the whole organization, where everything is headed. What has happened is we have so stunted their development because they're not given the opportunity to look at the big picture until they're in that seat in which they have to make the decision. And that is so difficult. Give someone the gift of having a big picture vision before they have to make big picture decisions. Like this is so important. If people only are ever allowed to look at their area of responsibility until they move up a level, until they take on a greater focus, we severely stunt the growth of future leaders. This is why good followership is such an important part of good leadership. So let me tell you real quickly how you're killing it, okay? Because here's my guess, is that if you don't have good followership, if you don't have healthy followership, you are in part responsible for it. Um, I, I talk to different leaders in all different aspects, and so often uh, they'll say a phrase like this. They'll say, well, our people won't. <laughs> And it's just, well, who's responsible for your people? It's not like these other people are a different kind of people than your people. Like, we're all people. And so, any of those, well, our people, they just don't, they're always doing, they're always difficult. They never grasp it. Take responsibility. Don't abdicate responsibility because now you've abdicated the position of leader. So, here's some things that you're doing that is potentially killing that core aspect of followership. First, you're saying, just stay in your lane. <laughs> just focus on what you get paid to focus on. Anytime you're doing this, you're creating silos. You're creating suspicion and you're stunting future development. Now, well, I'm sure we'll get into this in the discussion yeah. in just a second. There are times that you need to tell people you, are, you need to be more focused on what you should be focused on. You need to take a greater level of accountability. You need to feel more responsible for your job description, for these things that have been already put in your hands. But it needs to be a carefully guided conversation that says, hey, what you're doing right now is not measuring up. 
and that as it does, you will have more influence to contribute to the overall picture. But a quick statement of just staying your lane is going to kill that more than anything else. Uh, we also do this when we don't inform people of what they need to be informed of. We don't inform them of how the different pieces fit together. And we'll say phrases like this, this is above your pay grade or it's beyond your pay grade. When we do that, we're saying, hey, just stay in your lane. This doesn't matter. And we stunt their future growth. So we want people to think overall impact while focusing on personal responsibility without taking the time that is needed to cultivate it. So this is how to cultivate it. You need ways of allowing your team to give input to the overall, overall vision while being held accountable for what they are responsible for. You need ways of allowing your team to give input to the overall vision while being held accountable for what they are responsible for. People aren't able to always think beyond their responsibility if they're never given an environment to do that. So you need to find ways to allow them to pitch in to where we're all headed. But that cannot come at the cost of what they're responsible for. I, I, we all know this. It is really easy to work on what you're not paid to work on. <laughs> it's really easy to work on and contribute to the things that we won't be held accountable for. The things that are our job Oh, those things feel boring. I want to I want to touch in this area. I want to work on this. So you need ways of allowing your team to give input to the overall vision while being held accountable for what they are responsible for. So talk real briefly how we do this on our team. Uh, three, four times a year, we get away as a whole team in terms of our staff, and we talk about what matters most, where we're headed. This We, just for us, I know many organizations do this. We call this our quarterly offsite. It is the opportunity for our entire team to say, hey, where's this whole thing headed? What do we feel like we all need to be focused on? In that room, in that environment, I ask that every single person pretend like they sit in my position, like they have my level of responsibility. I do not allow them to be laser focused on just what their job description is. They have to take a macro picture. And yet, then when it comes to their uh, feedback, when it comes to their personal evaluations, they are evaluated for their job description. By having these two distinct practices in place, we are able to more clearly tie what I am personally responsible for with where we're all headed. I feel greater ownership of where we're all headed and we eliminate silos we eliminate suspicion, and when people move up, when people take on greater levels of responsibility, they're already familiar with the conversation as to how do all these pieces fit together. So this is so important. We want people to be able to think big picture, but we don't give them opportunities to think big picture. And we need people to be personally responsible, to be held accountable for what they're personally responsible for. Yet we have to put those mechanisms in place to say, I want your voice in where we're headed, but you will be evaluated on what you have contributed to where we're all headed. If you don't have good followers, you haven't led them to follow well. That's on you. So it is imperative that you do this because this is an important part of creating leadership because an important part of creating leadership is creating 
followership. V, where you oh, want to go? Oh man, I'm I'm still typing over here. Still typing. Still typing. All these. All the, Let me say, welcome yeah. Jen. Welcome Laura. Welcome yeah. everyone that's joining us live right now. Yeah, thanks guys. Hey, man, there's so there's so much to go with here. Let's let's start here. Okay. Um, you said, uh, giving your team the gift of big picture vision is 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 just really important. Yeah. That's what helps create good followership. Yep. Talk more about that because um, some people don't see it as a gift. Oh, uh, you're saying from the team or from the leader? From the team. The team isn't accepting it as a gift. Yeah. Um, they and they don't they're not it sometimes there's not good followership because it's not a gift it's more of a uh uh a uh burden i want to say burden yeah yeah i'm i'm distracted from all these other things that matter and now i have to go have this conversation yes yeah absolutely um for me that's a that's a real warning sign on development of that individual so to go if you don't want to be a part of that conversation I I just question what's your ceiling as a leader. I got you. What's your ceiling in terms of responsibility? The people who are um, very excited about leadership opportunity and potential impact are thrilled to just have a seat at the table within those conversations. Yeah, and here's here, and we're just gonna keep go. on this. We've got you know about eight minutes left. Here's where we're gonna go with this for the next. Cause, go because this is what it really. We you said my people won't do it was one of the comments that you mm -hmm. heard. My people won't do this. And what I am continually finding is that that the people that won't do the things or or you're not you're afraid to ask them to do the things or whatever the case is is because you're not the person that wants to do the things. Oh, that's good. And so Keep the talking. people that you are trying to lead yeah. aren't wanting to do the things mostly because it's the things you don't want to do. I find the more often, and I've been done, I, that's been in part of my life as yeah. well. This isn't anyone in particular, but I found the more that I'm willing to do, the more other people are willing to follow. That's good. Yeah, we, we create those patterns and behaviors in terms of how open we are to taking on responsibility in our team yeah. based upon what we model in our own attitude. Yeah, and so modeling the behavior of being a good follower and using the word followership as a rule, we have to make sure that we open ourselves up enough that we're willing to do anything, yeah. but obviously focusing on the things that matter. I, I think it's a, I think the other thing is a unique thing in this sense that I hear many people talk about, like, you earn your right to be a part of that conversation. Like, you earn your opportunity to get a seat at the table to pitch into the overall vision yeah. based upon what you have contributed personally. And there's a part of that that I wholeheartedly believe. Sure. Like, there's a piece of that goes, yeah, that's right. You have to show that you're diligent in your own work in order to look at the whole thing. Sure. But the other thing is, I think we create... I think when you operate like this, it creates more diligence in the individual work because if you can't connect what you're doing from to what we're all doing, that's on you. Yeah. Like all the pieces are right there in front of you. You shouldn't need someone to spell that out to you. So I think it is far healthier to just give people a voice in different environments and then look for future growth in their area from that. Yeah, I'll, and we'll talk about that in just a second. The other thing I had written down is is job description versus doing what is needed. Yeah. Um, that in general is something that I think a lot of corporations 
Uh, so we all, I think it's different between uh, what we do here and maybe a corporate world or just, you know, even if it's a small mom and pop operation is you always hire based off the job description. That is a starting point. Yeah. That's not the end of yes. what your job is. Yep. Of what you're being called to do, if we want to use that word. Yeah. Um, talk more about that job description versus, job description is not a bad thing. It's not a bad it's thing. It's a good thing, right? But yeah. it's not your it's not your job yeah. and it's in its in its entirety yeah i always think of it in part of this i think honestly it deals with what kind of organization that you're in so you so like for some people what i'm going to say would get them in trouble okay and i just think those organizations are less healthy so if i could acknowledge that uh, job description so often is uh, when we talk about staying your lane it's guardrails and i i don't think that's a great way of operating yeah. to go when you see your job description, it should be, I am held responsible. I'm held accountable for these different things. Yeah. Okay. I can expect that. But that doesn't mean those are the only things I can touch. That doesn't mean those are the only things that I can think about and focus on and dream about and look at. Yeah. And so I just think that's a hard thing. If your job description are your clear guardrails and it's only this and you've got tunnel vision, now it's a hindrance. Yes. To where we're all headed. Because I don't know anyone who is that good at designing job descriptions where everything <laughs> perfectly hits the bullseye. Yeah. And yeah. so there has to be an understanding in there of like the, you should use wisdom and discernment in your work to know what matters most. So like one of the things that they found within hospitals is to go, the one area in hospitals in which there are no silos are emergency rooms. Because it is so clear what matters most and everyone has to do exactly what matters most in those moments and so when you're creating these environments you're essentially creating a little emergency room in the midst of your unmotivated non-productive workplace sorry just throw that in there to be fun it's a little chance for everyone to go oh clearly this is what matters most let's get after it yeah and great great followers who become great leaders never say uh, never, never say, uh, that's not what I do. Yeah. I, I'm not available, not available to do that. I Rick never... puts on here. He says guardrails often seem to create silos, especially in ministry agreed entirely. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I think that's what we're trying to, to, to combat here is to say, that's not it. Here's another thing we have. I wrote this down. We have, we meaning in this place that uh, God has provided us, we have an immense amount of opportunities with the lanes that we're already in. Yeah. Like, and so sometimes we get focused on other people's lanes mm -hmm. because it seems like our lanes are getting tight. Yeah. And talk more about that. What's, what's, what's someone need to do in order to uh, overcome the focus of, of someone else's lanes in order to stay in yours, but knowing that job description doesn't keep you there? I don't know the answer to that. Great. That's a great question. Thank you. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, at the end of the day, you we we can't. You said it earlier. I'm thinking. So you said it earlier. Go ahead, answer you your said, question for you, me. For me. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think I think for me, it's it's going back to the job description. And we talked about that. Um, we have to balance the difference between um, what the leader is saying. Yeah. Right versus what I know is right versus am I helping the overall vision of the organization? 
Yeah. So what we're what we're that's really talking about at the end of the day is this value that says I'm not going to say, well, I did what I was supposed to do right. if it doesn't achieve the desired outcome. Yes. Like that's just a terrible response yeah. as a whole. And to say one of the ways that you can cultivate that as a leader and to make sure that doesn't happen is to say not everyone can be at the decision making table. Yes but everyone can be given a voice from time to time that influences the direction. Yeah. And so the more you can create opportunities to give people a voice on influence, and I say that for myself, I don't have to make every decision, but I do want to know that my perspective has been heard right. and at least considered in the process. And when you create opportunities to do this, you create what people have where we say they think overall impact while focusing on personal responsibility. That's great. That's where we're going to leave it today. You have yeah, anything you want to tie, tidy up here with episode 80? No, I just really want to emphasize to people within this, and we're going to hit on this idea further, but just to say, if you don't have good followers, that's on you. <laughs> yep. Okay, that's on you. There are things that you can do to help create a good, healthy followership, which is a part of leadership. They're not robots, okay? Good leaders are great followers. That's awesome. Hey, that's where we'll leave it today. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, it mean the world to us if you did that now. Also, post about it, rate and review. You will not believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. If you've been uh, watching for a while and you have a story of how the leadership, uh, leadership podcast has been helping you, visit leadinghope.online and put those there. Also, all the notes every week are posted there. So if you want to go back and follow up or any of the other podcasts that are there and you can share from there as well and uh, just remember uh, we want to see all your stories so make sure you let us know what's going on in your life there also everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader make it count <laughs>